You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Town Podcast episode one one one. It's a nice number, man. Ooh, man, the old repeating number thing. Ever tell you the thing that I, I had know. with repeating numbers? Well, is it like when when you have eleven eleven? You know when you look on your phone and it's eleven eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. No, well, I know. Mine is like, dude, all different numbers. Like I, mm. I try to not look at my phone too many times during the day because a lot of times it's a repeating number. It happens every day. Now, one time, the most ridiculous uh, instance was when I was getting ready to move for the first time from California back to Florida to uh, take care of uh, my parents and some stuff at the house. Loaded up the truck and everything. And I actually kind of saw this a few days, coming a few days before. Like, I saw the, the mileage and was like, oh, wow, I know this is coming up, this number. But then I forgot about it because I was trying to get ready and got busy and, you know, mm. packing up and everything because I'm driving, you know, kind of. Well, I was so much, I was a bit of a nomad, so it wasn't like I was packing up a ton of stuff. Mm. But the last thing I did was I backed into the, my friend's driveway, loaded up the truck, and then I was going to write down the mileage so I could keep track of how many miles it was driving from here to uh, to Florida, to my parents' sure. house. <laughs> and the very last thing, you know, I'm getting ready to turn the key and start driving, get on the highway and go. Mm. And the numbers right at that moment were. 111,111 miles mm. one tenth. I mean, it was once all the way across, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I, and I was just like, oh, wow, I don't need to worry about writing that number down. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, okay. So, you know, sometimes a lot of people, this is, okay, let's talk about this for a second. Because I see a lot of people uh, post like screenshots of their cell phone a lot of times. Like, oh man, 1111 again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what does this mean? Right. You know what I mean? Like, okay, let me tell you something though. Right Depends now, on who you are, you know, what you believe. You're right. You're right. But this is my take on it after, uh, you know, however many years on this earth I've lived. You know what? That's the easy fucking number to remember, especially being a stoner. Okay. Like 11, 11. Okay. So you see that shit all the time. You see different numbers all the time. You know what I mean? But the point is when it, it sticks out, right? So it's like 11, 11. And then, uh, so you're easily, it's easily to remember, you know what I mean? But, you know, if you forget that, that fact that it's easy number to remember, you start thinking it's a sign a lot of times. Some people like, oh man, this is some sort of weird sign for me to, to do this or this, you know, don't believe angels. in that. 11 is the number of <laughs> angels, okay? Is it? Is it? Like, it depends on who you ask, you know what I mean? Mm. So, you mm. see that number, especially if it's doubled, 11, 11, then you're like, oh man, I'm surrounded by angels, you know? Oh, okay. Intrigued and you know whatever. Yeah, and you know it's funny though. It's just like people say angels, and then like uh, you know it gives people a good feeling, you, you know, right? And then like you're like, oh, maybe, you're like maybe my guardian angel, you know. But but the moment you bring up the fucking devil, right? It's like, oh, dude, it was the devil. Like you sound fucking crazy, right? <laughs> you know, right? Well, it's a good thing. Just just put it this way: it's a good thing that that my you know my my phone won't read the time 666, you know what I mean? Because I'm sure I would have seen it tons of, tons of fucking times, you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, um, yeah, 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 that's I true, that's all, true. I repeat number, like 222, 444, and dude, I'm, I'm not kidding, every day. 
mm. every day to a point where I just I, I try not to think about it because if if I would and try to figure it out, there's it just you know waste. It can drive me crazy. And, and, and yeah, it will waste. Yeah, yeah you, you know what I mean. So it's kind of like actually I was having a good conversation over this weekend with Renda. Um, as you guys were here watching the fight, and uh, I was just yeah. he's saying that he's kind of one of those guys that just. Uh, goes whatever the direct the kind of direction takes him if he feels like he needs to make a left then he makes a left you know what i mean and if you need he feels I know, like man. I, right. I used you know to be like I mean? that dude not quite to that degree like i had at least had a little bit of a of a forethought out plan to mm. some degree mm. but there were times where it was like mm, maybe i don't know if i want to do this now you know yeah um, I, I it's kind of like very nomadic for many years uh but um well that, you, you have that you have both I'm sides sorry. of the you have both sides of the spectrum now, man. I mean, like, yeah. What did you find oh, out? Yeah. No, dude. Yeah, I went from being uh, a free bird to being exactly the opposite to where I have like no freedom at all. You, well, you have a family. Like, I can't now, just I mean. hop up and go anywhere because I got a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I can't. I mean, you can, but you'd be a fucking party. asshole. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I'd be the asshole <laughs> dad. You know? Yeah, exactly. Some, for some reason, some part of me will let that happen. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But I mean, so and you have that you have both sides of the comparison. I mean, like, uh, uh, like I said, that's totally different lifestyle, you know, what I mean, and it's like, you need to change your brain almost, I think a lot of times. Well, what I was gonna say is that what I found is when I was single, and just like very nomadic, uh, I would go and I would visit friends when I would drive across the states, stay with them a night or two or whatever. Um, and some some of the friends I actually stay with like for a week or so especially if they had some something in their house that needed fixing or whatever, because I was you know, a really good handyman. And, um, but what I found was that over time, um, I was the one keeping in touch with everybody. Mm. And when I, you know, settled down here in, in California for a while, uh, you know, very few of them kept in touch. Mm. I see. You know, you know and uh you know when you're when you're single like that and you're just nomadic and everything <clears throat> people tend not to care about you as much you know because they're like oh this dude ain't got no fucking worries you know what i mean <laughs> when you have a family you got kids you got a wife and everything you got all kind of you know business whatever going on people have more sympathy for you because like oh man you know this guy's got you know he's busy he's got family he's got kids he's got all kinds of stuff going on you know mm -hmm. um wondering maybe like you should help this guy out or something like that you know Whereas they're not not likely to do something like that to you know someone who's just a you know a free bird. No man, I, I love that like uh, just that little advice to give you know I mean because we're kind of regardless of how much we joke on this show that uh, you, you know about you being the old guy you know what I mean I mean you do have like. A, a decade on me you know what i mean and i'm always like oh a, we didn't need to bring that up I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and then like you know i feel like that'll I'm, never bother me truly man <laughs> I, um I, I always managed to to remain uh kind of young in the mind yeah I, I would uh, whenever I definitely I agree. sometimes i let shit get you know bother me get me down and everything but um you know luckily it's not i'm, I'm not uh to a degree where I have to, you know, take medications or, or seek daily, you know, therapy or something like that. Mm. I'm, you know, some people are, but I'm, I'm very grateful that I'm not quite that way, you know? And I gotta yeah. tell you the transcendental meditation, it doesn't make it easier or better, the, you know, struggling with depressions or, or rough thoughts or whatever. It makes me aware of it, mm. you know what I mean? And man, yeah, when you're yeah. aware of what it is that's going on, uh, and in your me, it makes it a shitload easier to deal with. And you're like, okay, I see. And then that's why these thoughts are happening. And then, you know, I'm off to something else, you know? Mm. So, 
Yeah. Uh, totally. good, good stuff there. Well, I hear. Oh, uh, man, right there, too, man. <laughs> so, this is uh, our guest tonight, the lovely uh, Jennifer Corson. Uh, she goes by uh, uh, Humans Make Art on uh, Instagram. This is one of the hardest working um, street artists that, uh, that I've known uh, since I've been doing uh, art in the streets. And uh, I got a ton of respect for her um, from uh, all the efforts that she's put in, uh, getting her own work up, as well as uh, I believe she was uh, maybe called a curator for uh, these electrical boxes in the Melrose Corridor. Yeah. Um, so I know, was seeing them, man. Uh, so it's iconic, yeah. man. And uh, you know that that heart that she painted. I mean, that realistic kind of like keeping heart, not like a you know like a Queen of Hearts kind of hearts, but like a you know what I mean. not the simple graphic no yeah. it's yeah she has more of a a graphic human like uh heart but um man that heart has been all over the place and i believe she even reached out to the american heart association oh, and uh did some it. work with them i mean she's just she's you know on top of it you know what i mean just Hell just yeah, the man. effort is uh effort level is amazing oh yeah well let her in right you know Welcome, Jennifer. Can you hear us? Yes, thank you. Wow, awesome. that was we can hear you too. <laughs> oh, wait, well, let, me, yeah. let me change my name so it doesn't say my email. That's okay. Oh, they it won't, it won't that. show up. They won't show up in the long run, so don't worry about that. I don't want you I guys to call me Humans Make Art at Gmail. I want you guys to call me Jennifer. <laughs> okay. Okay, there you go. There you go. Awesome. I love it. I love your background. We were just talking about that when, uh, when we were bringing you in the, uh, from the waiting room. Uh, discussing what it was that uh, you know one of your main icons that that uh, you have done and have been just on top of it like one of the things that I was talking about was just how much effort you put into um, you know getting this this image up and and stay sticking with it um, and uh, so anyway first of all thank you thank you for hanging out with us tonight thank you for having me are you uh, are you in your studio right now yeah, my whole house has turned into my studio, especially since oh, quarantine. So I have like a couple different areas. This is my like where I can make a big mess area. Ah, nice. It must be nice to be able to make your whole house uh, in our room. I'm not envious at all. <laughs> you know, I uh, I enjoy. I've my... seen your house in your art rooms over the years. No, no, the garage is fine. You know, it's it's great. It's uh, <laughs> it's a little hot in here, but um, you know that's okay. <laughs> I like your glasses, by the way. Thank you. He has those sunglasses that, uh, or those glasses that actually like turn like tinted. You know what I mean? As you walk in the room, it's so funny because he's. I like those. No, but the thing is, like, normally for me before teach, I always associated those with like serial killer glasses. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> or like old or people. assholes. And they're very comfortable. Shades. Yeah, anyone that wears their shades inside is is like, and, and especially in my book, you know, somewhat of an asshole. You know, it's like, look, dude, you're inside. There's there's no one you can take the shades off, or whatever. Or unless you're back shy. in high school and you're high, and you're you know just smoke a joint, and you're high as shit. You know, you don't want to see your eyes or something like that. But um, <laughs> no, you know, I'm I'm. Uh, this is like the the youngest looking glasses I could find. You know what I mean? Trying to, um, I guess, uh, appeal to the to the cops 
you know, the police and everything. Now you know, um, you're going to say you want your kids to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you got you got to get the you got to get the neck chain with the glasses man that'll that'll be that'll like seal it off you, you know what i mean like then you won't lose them either tj <laughs> then all i need is the pocket protector then I'm sick, okay you look and like an 80 year old librarian so, man anyways yeah anyway all right that's picking i'm on a the teacher street. not a librarian fuck anyways yeah <laughs> anyway um jennifer so i met you um I mean, it has been about eight or nine years now, I believe. Yeah. And I believe it was uh, down on Melrose. And um, so before that, what was, what was your connection with the art world before I met you? Um, I've been showing my art since I think 2009 was my first art show. So I probably met mm -hmm. you shortly after that. Um, I've been an artist forever. I was living in an artist community in the Valley called Das Bauhaus. And that's kind of where I started like getting the, um, I never thought about showing my work. I was making it all the time. It was kind of like a, um, just like what I was doing. And um, a couple of my friends started an artist collective um, called 1111. They're still going strong. And my first uh, time that? showing my art. I'm sorry. Um, so they don't have a physical location. Actually, they do. They have a Toolbox LA in Chatsworth is their new location, and it's gorgeous. It's that's amazing. what I thought because I've yeah. heard of them and I've seen their their uh, their shows before and everything. And yeah, I thought it was somewhere here out on the alley and everything. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean they're they're awesome. Um, they're old friends of mine from for like maybe fifteen ish years, maybe a little longer, and um, we were neighbors and. They started putting this thing together, and that was the first time I ever showed, and, and haven't stopped. So, where are you from originally? I'm from LA. I was oh, born man. in the Valley. God, I've been spoiled all your life. Awesome. What part? Just curious, because that I'm born in SGV, uh, Monterey Park, the okay. other Valley, right? So we we're always curious because uh, we have a lot of local LA people listening. You know what I mean? They want to know what part. Like, are you still more, or are well, you Woodland Hills? You know what I mean? Okay, so. I grew up in Agora Hills and then okay. I was kind of like shipped around the country. So I have like a little bit of that, um, like Agora vibe, a little bit of that Valley vibe and a little bit of that like Utah vibe, I guess. Mm, um, okay. <laughs> that like. Sounds like an interesting cocktail. Yes. Just real quick, yeah, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up two old box LA, and this place looks like so dope outside. I mean, it's let, me share, let me share the screen real quick. I'm like, what is this like mecca? It's like, oh, kind of, kind of you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's tell us a little bit more about this place, actually. So, um, they they have uh, workshops. It's a co-working space. They have studio mm. space. Um, Eleven Eleven has their gallery there. It's called Embed Gallery. And um, I think they have, like Toolbox has different machines you can use, I think, like 3D printing and stuff like that. I don't live near there, so I haven't really taken advantage of it. But, um, okay, okay, okay. I mean, sure. it's, it's amazing. If I lived close, I'd have a studio there for sure. They have everything that I would want in a studio at like a price that you don't get in LA, so. Amazing, awesome. Cool. Okay, yeah. anyways. Um, so you were saying that you're from, uh, you, you were shipped around and you kind of moved around. Go into a little bit more about that, please. Like, when? Yeah, kind of uh, interesting that you said shipped around. So, uh, you, you know, I mean, oh, yeah, uh, I have uh, a lot to say. <laughs> um, so, this is the first time I'm going to be talking about this in an interview. So, um, you know, I might be a little awkward, but that's fine. Um, so Thank you. There's for been sharing. this movement <laughs> that's come out um, recently 
through Paris Hilton of all people. And it's called Breaking Code Silence. And um, there's basically a network of uh, schools for troubled teens that are actually like abusive boot camps um, where you get treated worse than if you were in prison and you don't have rights and you don't have any, um, you don't have any say in what happens to you. You lose your autonomy, you lose your identity and they basically break you down. And um, people go in these places for like things. This is super heavy for this podcast. Is this okay? No, absolutely. No, no, no. You know what? We, I we want to do everything I can. So <laughs> we're not afraid to talk about anything. No, yeah, we, we, okay, we talked about everything. I mean, like, you, yeah. At what age did you, uh, did you go into this? Um, the first place I went was called Cedu. Um, it's spelled C-E-D-U. If anyone wants to Google that, it is fucking horrific. Um, and uh, I was 13 when I went there. Um, I was, you know, I was a defiant kid. My mom died when I was little, and I just never got, like, raised, I guess. Like, um, I just never had, like, a, that family thing. So I rebelled, and I was, you know, kind of wild. And But I wasn't doing anything crazy. I mean, I never got arrested at that point. Like, well, I've never been arrested, but I didn't. Uh, well, that's not fair. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been detained, but, you know, not arrested. Uh, um I didn't deserve to go there. It's um, it's based on the Synanon cult. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, it's I'm Googling like it right now. Cult. Actually, when I just typed in Sea-Doo, the first thing that came up was uh, murders, actually. And then the next thing that came up was yeah. cult. And then the next thing that came up was school. So, I mean, obviously, this is a very checkered uh, organization. I'm trying to understand it. What location is it at? Is it in Idaho or is it Running in... Running Spring. Like, Running Spring. Where is that? Um, it's in San Bernardino. They have several locations. Um, there's a lot of states. Like, that's why I say Utah. Like, I'm not Mormon. I'm not, I wear Mormonish dresses, but like, I'm not. That was going to be one of my life. questions. I was trying to figure out the nicest, pleasant no, no, way of um, working my way there. But yeah, it's <laughs> thank you. Utah and Idaho and Montana. Um, where else? Uh, those are like the big troubled teen states because the laws are such that you can basically like incarcerate people and they're not held accountable for what happens to you there. So they use things like um, solitary confinement, attack therapy. Um, Ooh, damn. It's, Wait, it's crazy. I... There's documentaries about all this and it's all coming to the surface because- Do you know anything think... about attack therapy? I'm sorry, Did, uh, or is that just um, like, I mean, I, I'm just uh, attack therapy. What, what is, do you have any idea what that is? Me? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Um, it's basically like, at Cedar, they would have these groups that they called wraps, and they were five hours long, and they were, I think, three times a week, and you would sit in a circle, and they would, like, pick their target, like, for the first, um, whatever, their first person, and then they would think of something that you had done that was probably, like, trivial, and then they would attack you for it, and then they would go into more and more things that were wrong with you and why you were fucked up and get you to, like, disclose all kinds of things, some that were true, some that weren't, um, and then they would stand up and scream in your face. And then another person would stand up and scream in your face. And this was the kids doing this too, because the kids were rewarded for policing the other kids. So it creates this culture of like, um, uh, like, like the, the Stanford flies. prison experiment. Lord of the flies. Yeah, the yeah. Stanford prison. Okay, so let, let kind of, uh, I kind of, we kind of jumped around a little bit. You, let's start because I, I saw your post and uh, you yeah. had mentioned that uh, Paris Hilton's bringing this to light basically, right? So. Um, I actually, you know, since she's a DJ, 
Um, I always want to keep up with what's going on in the industry. I kind of like browse through the documentary and I, I really want you to kind of share like uh, your personal experience. So let, let's kind of start from the beginning. Okay. You're, when you grew up in Agora Hills, like what was the initial thing that kind of like got you into this system of uh, uh, CD schools, basically like, um, you, you know, um, I ran away from home. Um, I was just like defiant. I wasn't like a good kid. I wasn't nice. I wasn't like, um, I dressed weird. I got in trouble wearing a beret, you know, when Are, I was do like- Do you have any siblings? I do. Okay. I have um, a younger, a younger sister. Okay. You have a younger sister. And um, were your parents uh, like together, just curious or were they- um, Well, my, mom passed away when she was young. Yeah. yeah. Was your dad uh, present much? My dad was going through his own stuff. Um, okay. Uh, okay. He, he wasn't able to be there for me the way that um, I would have needed. And you know, he didn't know what he was doing. So mm -hmm. it's not, he didn't know these places were the way they were. And they give the, they brainwash the kids and they brainwash the parents. So they tell the parents like, oh, your kid is, is like troubled and manipulative. And these are the things that they're going to say. And okay. all this stuff was true. But even after I got out, you know, I would try and talk about it because it's, it's extremely traumatic. It turns you into a fucking I was in those places for five years. Um, I actually spent almost a year out of it. Um, I went to normal high school, a little under okay. a year. But um, it fucks with you, it changes you, and no one believes you because it's so crazy. And there's been people trying to expose this for years. And I mean, I honestly think this could be as big as the Catholic Church scandal. Like, it's that there's 50,000 kids a year that are put in these places. Oh, my God. And every kind of abuse that you can imagine goes on there. There's places out of the country where they make the kids stay in dog kennels. Um, is it like a regular there. school day? Do you go there like just like during school hours or is it uh, a camp? You live there and you can't oh, it's go like a camp. And, I mean, they're, they're all different. There's like, um, there's a bunch of different branches to this industry. So there's like these treatment centers, therapeutic boarding schools, wilderness programs. Um, I was only in Sidhu for a short amount of time, but okay. I later went to a place in Utah that was um, like kind of sick and I was there for a year and a half. And okay. um, it actually took me almost 20 years to realize like the extent of, of things and that like, okay, this, like things get kind of reframed in your brain and you protect yourself and like the people around you because you don't want to, I mean, I feel like a weirdo as it is. So it's just like, oh, there's hey, no booklet on how life. exactly to feel about all this shit. Yeah. Right? Because people don't it's believe like, what exact emotion do I uh, evoke for this fucked up thing that happened to me? Right. Yeah. Totally. Did you get a transfer so from, from one place to, to Utah or how does that work? Just curious. I mean, I had a whole, I had a whole journey in between there that like involved all kinds of stuff. Like I, um, I just, I got into all the bad stuff. Like I, I don't know how much I want to say. I mean, I work with kids, so it's important for me to like be like a good example. Um, sure. But you know, I got well, into drugs. I ran away from home. I was into all kinds of stuff. Um, okay, we. Oh, I think that's, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah I mean, there, I don't have any shame here. I just, you know, like sure. I don't want to glorify any like anything. But that, like we said, we we do edit this, so you know, okay. please feel free to say anything. If, if Sorry, anything like you, you know, no, no worries. We edit this. James no, edits this. <laughs> No, I mean, at the end of the day, go ahead. We just no, you're fine, but yeah. I basically, like, I went to normal school for um, my sophomore year in Massachusetts, uh, living with a family member, and then I don't, I don't remember exactly what, I, I just, like, didn't fit in. Like, I, I was getting, like, I got my tongue pierced, I got kicked out of the house for that, and I'm really stubborn, and so I was like, I'm not, 
going to take this out of my face. I, this is a choice I made for my own body. So if you want to kick me out and make me stay in like a homeless shelter, like fine, I'll do that. So I'm very stubborn and I have a lot of issues with control because I've been locked up a lot. So little things that aren't hurting anybody, like I will fight against that. And you've probably seen me do that in the art world, by the way. Like if I'm like, this is wrong, like I will stand up for this. And I don't care if you blacklist me from everything, like I have my integrity and like that's, as long as I can sleep at night, like that's what I care about. So- um, Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ran away um, from where I was staying and I just like spent, I think two or three months just like going up and down the East Coast, going to raves, like doing all kinds of dangerous things. And I'm very lucky I wasn't killed. Um, for those of you, who, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but for those of you who were uh, just listening, because uh, we actually do have a lot of followers that just listen. Okay. Um, Jennifer is, is quite attractive. So um, as you can um, maybe not uh, imagine, but now maybe you can imagine that, you know, for someone who is, you know, pretty attractive, um, it makes it a little bit easier to do the things that she's talking about doing, like kind of roaming around and, and um, kind of, you know, making ends meet. It also makes it easier to be abused and victimized. Yeah, so there's, um, you know, there's, there's two sides to everything, pros and cons, I guess. Um, and I'm actually still in touch with people that I met during that time. You're like the people that scene, I, right? um, yeah, I mean, I'm completely out of that now, but there's sure, people but that they... I met like when I was like traveling and stuff that I'm still okay. like okay. talking I'm, so I'm just curious because I feel like a lot I actually relate to you a lot I feel like a lot of times it, maybe after um not during high school you know but the thing is like especially like for me I didn't find a lot of people I related to in terms of as, a, as an artist as a um I like electronic dance music everybody liked hip-hop at the time I was kind of already over it so actually I found these like raves to be like little safe havens where I you, you know what I mean everybody did drugs you know what I mean so I didn't have to like hide that or whatever and then it was just kind of like this like weird family that like a lot of people were like just like doing weird things and things like that so I, I'm just saying like I kind of of course I I didn't go on the east coast or anything like that but like I understand that like kind of like uh like you don't fit in and finding so, such comfort in the underground but anyways please continue yeah, I never yeah. fit in anywhere I mean was, on top of being too damn tall you know like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, yeah right I was a boogie boarder instead of being a cool surfer you know like <laughs> number number of things that set me you know it was like i don't give a fucking fuck all you guys you know whatever i say yeah. that now but at the time i was like oh maybe i should surf you know maybe i'm not cool enough <laughs> it's being young sucks like especially when you don't have the the parents there to, to help guide you and everything yeah or like so, other role definitely. models um sure. i'll be i don't know it's you said you were in this in this um these these places for about five years so from about the age of 13 to, to 18 mm -hmm. how did you finally like break free from it well i graduated high school so here's the thing this the place in utah i do you guys know that you can pay to have your kids kidnapped what i mean that is you fucking can't surprise me is it legal though? Yeah. I mean, like legally or? It is, it is legal. I think now they need more documentation because they're literally like dragging you through the airport in handcuffs and they're not officers. So um, I was, I was, they call it being escorted though. Okay. Like if you look at my, the, my last Facebook post, it's about um, 
about the language and it's like something like, oh, I was escorted to a treatment center, turns into I was kidnapped and taken to an internment camp. So there's a lot of like verbiage that like, I want I want to kind of put this in because of uh, oh I I, I know all about verbiage when I dealt with the the, the whole uh, Chippendale thing back in the in the day the verbiage <laughs> that 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 whole company used to trick me and that they were working with and all that stuff so I understand what you're talking about with verbiage um you know when, I, when I've I, had my me too my, my, I'm sorry I've had my me too moments also so I believe that um you, you know sorry, when Jake, I when, when, no no worries <laughs> I just feel like. <laughs> Whenever you Ever bring up me too moment, James, huh? Let's not do this. I don't want to do this. I don't no, want to no, joke no. about me too. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Uh, you're right. No, what, I, what I'm saying is that whenever you bring up a, the Chippendales story, I, I feel the need to explain because it's you can't just like mention Chippendale. So, anyways, if you <laughs> and then like not to go further. So, if you don't know the story, go back to the episode with JB Cali Spoove and hear the whole story of a uh, teach and his uh, trip to Europe and the verbiage thing. But I, I okay. Anyway, so going back to what I'm saying is that initially. Um, whenever I feel like I uh, see like troubled youth being like, and then like getting sent off to like a, a camp or something, immediately the first thing that flashes on my mind is like, you know, back in the day we used to watch uh, like Channel 13 or something like, uh, you know, whether it's like Ricky Lake or like um, whether it's like Dr. Phil or something like that. Now, <clears throat> this is not like, hey, scared straight real quick and then send them back and then like stuff like that. Or is it like that? I'm just curious, like, um, it, it's not the no. same thing, right? When I first got there, like, I had been, like, I had been in a rough state, you know? And when I first got there, like, I had been taken out of my house, flown to another state, totally in a daze. And for the first few days there, I, like, actually thought that, like, I wasn't really there, that I was in like a special program to like scare me and that I wasn't gonna have to stay there. Like I convinced myself that like, I'm like, fine, okay, dad, like I get it, you know, like, and then it, the time just went on and on and on. And then I like the program kind of, you have to like assimilate or you're not gonna make it. Um, and it's, it's messed up, they police everything you do. Um, you have no communication that's not monitored. Um, all your letters are read, you don't have, you get, I think, two 10 minute phone calls a week with your parents and you have someone sitting there so you don't try to manipulate and try and get out. So um, it's extremely, it's worse than prison because there's no oversight. And in prison they need, um, in, in juvenile hall, they need I think two layers of sign offs to put someone in solitary confinement. And for this, they can tackle you and put you in a padded room for as long as they want without any accountability. Like I found oh stuff in- Oh my God. Yeah, it's scary. I mean, I have journals from there and I have my charts from there because I thank God I thought to ask for them at one point. Um, and I'm reading them up and like matching the dates and stuff. And there's, there's things in my journal about me getting like tackled and forcibly medicated, like chemical restraints. And then, and I didn't even do anything. I was suffering from a migraine and um, just all this crazy shit. And then I'm, I'm reading my chart to see if they have anything about this like medical intervention because in my journal it says they gave me this drug and it made me like freak out and then they gave me this drug to knock me out and there's none of that in my chart so it's um my therapist went on to marry a patient that was there 10 years after me so this these places are sick they're abusive oh wow yeah that's not right they're coercive um and they destroy families because it's like if you're a parent and you send your child there how are you going to like Come to terms with that even if you didn't know i mean it's it's some um, the intention is always to help the child and but these places do a lot more harm than good and um the girls that i met in there i mean i'm still in touch with a bunch of them that 
some of which I just got in touch with really recently, like through this movement. And it is like a bond that I can't even really explain because we've had to like go through such crazy shit together and like just seeing each other in like vulnerable moments and like just going through these weird rituals and shit that they make you do. So it's, um, I'm, I'm just so grateful for those friendships because like I really never felt like I fit in in any like school I went to or like in the art world necessarily, but like with the people who have survived this kind of um, situation, I like don't have to explain myself. I don't have to be like, hey, if I ask you a very direct question, I'm not mad at you. I'm not trying to fight with you. I just need to understand this because my brain works a little bit differently. And um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have PTSD or CPTSD is what it's called. Um, and it, I have ADHD. Can you explain that, what that stands for first? I'm sorry. Yeah, um, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's, um, it's like post PTSD on steroids. It's from like multiple events or repeated um, traumas and abuse. So there's, um, it's, it's almost everyone who's gone through these programs has that diagnosis, but it just gives you a lot of um, like hyper awareness, um, hyper vigilance, um, just fears of authority. Um, I think I come across kind of confrontational, so like either confrontational or kind of like reserved. And I don't think I have a lot of like in between. I'm either like observing and like forming my I've become I've, I've become to like that though. You know, I, I, I wish there would be more of that, you know, because well, people put on a face out here so much that I can understand how they may think that you come across a little bit forward, but man, oh God, I wish everyone was like that. Cut to the chase. Like if I, if there's yeah. an issue, let's talk about it and move on. Like th there doesn't need to be shadiness. Like <laughs> you don't need to ignore someone because they disagree with you on something or like just can work it out That's and move forward. It's tough in this hyper, hyper age. We're in, we're, in a, we're in an age of, of hyper feelings. You know, you say one little thing wrong and you know what, I'm, I'm so glad you, uh, you stopped me there. I was starting to kind of joke a little bit about you know, not having something, you know, James having something to deal with. And I'm so glad you stopped me because that's, you know, that, that is absolutely wrong, this wrong thing to do. Because well, it, I mean, it, you know, I think at the end of the day, I think it's really important that trauma really forms in like different ways and people deal with it in a lot of different ways. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, you know, some of the, uh, let's just take stand up. Yeah, but this type of trauma is <clears throat> exceptional. I mean, this is, oh. uh, how do you, how do you find out? I mean, you said that there was a name for for these schools. Um, how do you how do you figure out if some place is affiliated with them to to avoid that situation? Basically, it's so deep. I mean, if anyone is like listening to this and is thinking about sending their kid to one of these programs, I would encourage you to um, look up hashtag Breaking Code Silence. There's a bunch of resources. Um, I mean, this is really deep. Like the schools, the school that I was in uh, was called Island View. Dr. Phil sent someone there and they ripped her out of bed, broke her arm, did permanent nerve damage. Her family sued. The school shut down, but really they just renamed themselves. a new corporation and bought themselves. So they just changed the name. The staff's the same. The kids are the same. Um, and the only way to figure out what because these places have amazing marketing like some of the places like advertise that they have horseback riding and like skiing trips and that does not happen unless you're on like the very highest level which nobody gets to because they live to like build you up and tear you down so sure. it's like well, I th I think no one there's no horses ever <laughs> uh, because yeah. no one's that good no one can make it through the program you, good you enough. i think 
I think there's maybe a lot of parents right now actually thinking about um, sending their kids to uh, these schools because they have been homeschooled yeah. for a very yeah. long time. That's what I'm now. talking about. So, I mean, I think that's really I mean, important. Send them to me. I'll, I'll straighten them out. I'll make them make some art and like, you know, talk about our feelings and get through it. Like, yeah. You, you um, know, well, the thing is, like, you know, I think that even like the generation now that's uh, becoming parents nowadays, um, you know, they know so much more if they want to choose to learn about it than the previous generation and the previous generation before that know about parenting. You know what I mean? I mean, um, you, you know, talking about like just being raising growing up Asian, you, you know, um, Asian people raise their kids uh, a certain way. And, um, you, you know, I think that there's so much actually mental health issues with the next generation. I know like quite a few people that have, you know, trauma because of uh, how they're raised. And it's just traditional kind of like way that people raise kids in Asia, actually. So I think like, you know, being in American culture, it's like so difficult because we have so many different forces kind of coming out There's so many different cultures, you know what I mean? And I think like um, a lot of people, they just want to be like, hey, man, my kids are tough. I want to send them to a boarding school. Um, you, you know, and then uh, they'll get whipped into shape, but it's not so simple, it seems, right? If you're, if you have, if you're a stubborn person, um, they're, they just try to break you. I mean, they don't try to whip you into shape and they don't give you any training to be an adult. Like I have stuff in my journal where I'm like, okay, I'm turning 18 soon. Um, and, and this, my, in my case, my school district paid for me to be there. And if that's happening, they have no incentive to let me out unless um, unless I graduate because they're making like 10 grand plus a month off every kid. So it's literal human trafficking. They're warehousing these kids that, you know, maybe in the very beginning I needed to be in like a restrictive environment so that I, you know, would be safe and could like, you know, get clean and stuff. But a year and a half, I mean, the last three months I was there, I was like, fuck this place, fuck everybody here. Um, I had totally given up. They wrote my dad a letter being like, she, her progress is eroding. We don't know what to do. And I just did not care. Cause I was like, I knew it was bullshit. And, um, and I was mad by the time I got out of there. Cause I was like, I don't need to be here. They just made however many tens of thousands of dollars, just keeping me there. Well, um, it seemed like they ever broke you actually. Right. I mean, did you actually I see mean, them break some kids though? I mean, like, because it seems yeah. like you, you did. Right. So like, can you tell us a little I'm bit about broken. that? Like, I, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying like, uh, I'm not saying that like, you, you know, but I'm saying that like, they, they actually, uh, like I said, you still seem to have that will to kind of like continue to live and move, move, move well, forward. I, one of the reasons people, why you know? she is so highly functional and such an overachiever as she is with uh, her efforts and her artwork is because of this. Thank sure. You. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's, we've lost so many kids to suicide and drug overdoses and uh, I mean that's what happens to the I weak think, ones I think not even the weak ones it's just like there's so much pain that like it's I, I don't know I mean I get it like I there's just only so much you can deal with and I mean there's people in there even if you're not severely traumatized you're exposed to other people's trauma so yeah, you know there'd be people there that have like have been horribly sexual sexually abused by family members and like just what they do in the middle of the night, you know, when they're asleep. That's going to have an effect on you also. I mean, my God. You don't know that stuff happens. I mean, there's people there from gangs. There's like all kinds of stuff. And we're all just like lumped together. And some people are there for being gay. Like there's just no, um, no sure. rhyme or reason for that. So what, like, whatever I'm super the, passionate about reforming that. Sure. Whatever the, 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 the issue is inside that family, they, they don't kind of sort them out as single individual cases 
what they're doing, just saying these are troubled youth and they're kind of getting that, gearing them up for that jail system, actually, if you think about yes, it. Yes, exactly. You know, it's like, they're hey. Priming, yeah. One, one program fits all type of thing that they're just really fucking it all up with. Yeah, I think, I mean, you, you know, especially with this COVID thing, I think it shows more than ever that a individual uh, class sizes and small pod groups like really, really help children these days. You know what I mean? Children, they're all different. And especially with autism on the rise, I mean, you know, everybody needs kind of like their own individual learning program these days. I mean, like back in the day, I mean, like I, I know it's like when I was a kid, there was like 25, 30 kids in, in a classroom. Like, and we felt like those were like decent class sizes because like in the uh, inner city they would have 50 kids per classroom you, you know so i'm just saying like now we just know so much more about parenting but i mean um and and i i hopefully can reflect on our kids you know and then it's so i'm so happy that you're kind of letting people know about these programs because to be honest i i had i had no idea about this and i think like uh you know it's so crazy it's like Paris Hilton is actually bringing this up, you, you know what I mean? And you got to respect- She was in my program for a little while. Like, oh, wow, okay. I, I knew her for a little bit back then, yeah. And wow. I didn't know who she was because she wasn't, she hadn't done anything like that yet. She was a 15 or 16 year old. So um, it was- What a crazy yeah, I mean, contrast and difference of backgrounds, by the way, right? I mean, you know, you're telling us about your family background and then her family background so you know she's really wealthy but you got you guys are kind of ended up at the same place but yeah please continue yeah they advertise to wealthy parents i mean they specifically like they have genius marketing um but there's so much there's so many people that are corroborating each other's stories now that they can't be like oh they're troubled they're lying um but like you're saying with, with the school system um when i when I was, I think in second or third grade, I was um, put in a gifted program. And then by sixth grade, I was in special ed. So <laughs> the there, maybe, it was, maybe it was, no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't sixth grade. It was in eighth grade. I, I was put in um, special education for like behavior problems. Okay. So okay. it's like, I mean, it's, it's ADD. Like it's not, you know, not every kid is meant to just sit in a chair and stare at one thing and learn sure. how to memorize something like I don't function like that I will just go offline completely like sure. I need to be really like, engaged or um I don't know it's it, our education system needs so much work and also what you were saying about parenting I mean the people parenting now are parenting kids in a world that we didn't grow up in yeah so, you're right think about even like snapchat filters and stuff like that like the way that the beauty industry um it's a whole new problems that, their problems that they have to deal with, you know, in terms of self-esteem and, uh, you, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, it's all uncharted kids are already freaking out about TikTok, not getting like enough likes or, or, you know, followers or whatever on TikTok. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. Yeah, no, wow. I mean, yeah, it, it's. Uh, I'm so glad I didn't have to deal with that when I was their age. Holy cow, man. It's so toxic. Do you guys yeah. have opinions about the film Cuties? Can we talk about that? That's like yeah, please. No, I, I don't know I, much I about it. I've just seen I've it. seen that there in the news that there's some um, some kickback or some some backlash about it. Um, and um, all I know. Oh is yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I heard this about um, this is the headline I saw, and this is the only thing that stuck out to me. Netflix film probably like is trying to teach little girls how to twerk. That's all I remember like seeing something. So I mean, I don't know how much. Uh, correct that is but please go ahead and kind of like uh, tell us a little bit about this film Cutie. educate us please yeah. yeah I mean I would urge you guys to watch it um 
especially after seeing things like that. Cause the, I mean, I didn't learn how to twerk and like, I'm smarter than a little kid, you know? Sure. I mean, no, maybe I, I'm, not I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you like not, uh, what I, what I saw. Completely. No, I know. No it's, idea. Yeah. It, um, it's become really controversial and it's like fascinating to me because the, the same people that are, they're calling, people are calling it child pornography. Um, it's a story about an 11 year old girl who's coming of age in like a culture that's a little bit different than like her home culture and her trying to like fit in, make friends. It's like, it's all very normal, like middle school friendship stuff. Um, there's some sexual stuff in there because like life is sexual. And when you're 11, you're very aware of like sexuality. You have people snapping your bras already. You've been objectified probably since you were maybe nine. Um, yeah. You know about women. You know what I you're supposed to look like as a woman. You know how to be sexy. Like I grew up looking at Kelly Bundy, you know, and being like, oh, that's what I'm supposed to look like. Like, oh, man. Um, like it's, one, it's really toxic. One but thing that those, these same people. Oh, sorry, go on. No, okay, one, let me just real quick. One thing that I kind of heard these days is that kids, they no longer have their ugly phase, actually, because they see the social media so early. You know, earlier on, at least when I was growing up, like girls would, I would have my, I posted a picture on my Facebook recently of I had a sick bowl cut, you, you know, and then like, uh, I, you know, girls would have their braces and big glasses, you know, and there's like this uh, ugly, kind of like this ugly duckling before you achieve this swan uh, phase as an adult, you know, and I just hear it more and more that uh, people say that like kids no longer have that because social media uh, so early on gives us the idea of like beauty, what they should look like, you know, and so sad that you know, when you're 11 and you're trying to look like an 18 year old, I mean, you kind of just lost seven years of your life, seven years of your innocence, you know what I mean? I, and uh, I can't imagine, I mean, like raising uh, children or even growing up in this era, because it's so tough. I mean, like the pressure that you have, uh, just like of being feeling normal, you know what I mean? But anyways, just that's just kind of like my comment. I hope it uh, kind of adds to your point um, about this cuties movie, because I don't want to lose track. Yeah. No, it's all the same thing. I mean, um, it's a fluid conversation. We can talk about whatever. Um, I think, I just think the people are so, like, if they show little boys becoming sexual, it's, like, funny or silly. You know what I mean? It's, like, they'll be, like, you know, what can we pee on? Or, like, whatever, you know, grabbing each other's, like, penises, like, meh, 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 snapping towels, whatever people do. I don't know. I, I was never a little boy, but I, that's what I assume these things are. Um, <laughs> But with little girls, it's very threatening and people get really upset about it. But our culture has been promoting this bullshit. I mean, look at JonBenet Ramsey. Like we've been parading toddlers up to look like adults with little stuffing their little bras and teaching them like to makeup. emulate adults and put makeup on and teaching like a four-year-old with fake teeth and a wig, you know, like, but that's okay. And those kids are put up on stage, lined up put through little moves and then judged on their appearances and then either win or fail in front of a group of people like that is that sounds fucking traumatic and i don't think girls making up their own dance based on something that they see online is worse or dirtier than parents forcing their kids to compete in beauty pageants or doing sure. cheerleading or um and of course the kids want to do that because they see the attention that they get and it's this whole thing with like influencers too. It's like if you're selling Ooh, your child, fun. make them an yeah. influencer, like you are robbing them of their anonymity, their innocence, um, all of that for what? To like pay your bills for a little while. And like, that's a person, you know, and 
they didn't consent to that. And of course they're going to do it. They want to make you happy and they want to look pretty and they want the attention and the likes. And it's just like so toxic and I don't know how to change it, but I like, I feel so much for like these people. Cause I like, I mean, oh, it's, it's rough even without being under constant scrutiny. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting because you're talking about, about, um, you know, kids putting their, uh, I mean, parents putting their children into beauty pageants. I mean, it's kind of like you you have a choice as a parent i think a lot of times i think with social media nowadays it's so tough because you know there it's not like hey there's a bunch of people saying like i want to be in that competition it's a bunch of people who are on this thing and if you're not on this particular social media and doing these dances and like getting these likes then you're kind of like not in the know you, you know and it's just like when i was a little kid uh, I, I wouldn't be allowed to watch certain tv shows and people would always or certain movies and people would always talk about it in school and I would just feel so left out, you know, you know what I mean? And you would have to kind of be like, uh, oh, watch the trailer and pretend you <laughs> pretend you saw the movie or something like that, something sad like that. You know what I mean? So just being a kid is so tough these days, man. I mean, there's just so much. And I'm just saying, like, I'm just relating it as a kid, but I, I can't imagine as like Teach said, Teach is a parent, you know, and he has twins, so he has to deal with it from the boy and the, and the girl perspective. So it, it's just like, it seems like it's a it's a rough world to come up, you know, and then like, uh, um, you know, doing some art, like you said, maybe we should send them over to Jennifer to whip them into shape. I started teaching a class about like art, um, what do I call it? Art for mindfulness and self, uh, self-expression or something like that. And it's sure. uh, just basically being confident enough to make anything because it's like, if you, it's so hard for people to draw a fucking line or like, like the, uh, the average person, if you give them like a, a paintbrush with black paint on a white canvas, they will freak out. Like they do not know what to do. And I actually, I was teaching and one of the girls said something and she's like, you know, wow, yours is so good. And it was like an abstract piece that we'd all done like the same kind of formula to get to. And I was like, well, you're going to think that anything I do is good because you know that I'm like a professional artist but mine looks just like yours and then I took a bunch of yellow and I just fucked up my painting I just like went right through it and I was like look do you still think it looks cool and she's like yeah and I was like we'll see like because you know that this is what I do like you're gonna think that this is good but it looks just like yours you know it's it's literally whatever like you're in the moment you choose to create and like I feel like I got really lost in the art world for a while like just kind of um chasing that like level of success where I would feel like I was successful mm. and then a couple years ago I realized that I would never I would never get it because yeah. no matter the bar keeps moving so it's like okay I had a, like a couple magazine covers but why haven't I been in this magazine or, or do you know what I'm saying like if yeah, I mean no, I've I, been on like shitty not shitty I, magazine covers but like one of them they didn't have my permission to use my art so <laughs> it's like totally it's like you get these these validation tokens and like you're like okay cool i'm now i'm like a real artist this but is, i haven't done this mm. and this person is doing that and whatever and yeah. it's like that doesn't make me feel good like I what love, feels good is to make what i want and, i love talking to people and saying uh now what because it's like all right you know you achieved this all right now what you know i mean let's just say you're an actor yeah. and then you got the fucking oscar the uh you know the epitome of what uh, others, you know, will say that, oh, he's successful, right? And then the problem is, if you- Where do you go from there? Yeah, now what? <laughs> I, I love telling people that because it's like, um, a lot of people don't think about that long-term actually. And it's like, um, you, you know, to me, the most successful people are the people doing what they want 
by their own rules, uh, you, you know, and then basically they don't have to do anything they want to do. They have that freedom, basically. And that's what I found that other artists who actually who have achieved those awards envy a lot of times. A lot of times, in order to get to, to get to those positions, you have to compromise uh, certain values a lot of times, you, you know, and then the people that didn't compromise those values and stuck on their course actually like are actually the most respected artists, in my opinion, you, you know. But anyways, that's just me, you know, but I love saying now what. Oh, dude, say. I used to think that I wanted to be like rich and famous when I was a young kid, you know, um, like I remember back in, in high school because I had some uh, some kids telling me, yeah, man, you should do modeling, man. You, you'll be rich and famous, man. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to be rich and famous. Yeah, man, that's what I want, you know. But then um, the, the closer I got to, you know, California and all the, the rich and famous people and then hanging out with them and seeing what it was like to be around rich and famous people and then seeing what kind of shit that they got to deal with. <laughs> you know, I was like, ooh. It's weird because it sounds Wait like a second now. Damn, those those bitches just took off because there wasn't there wasn't any more drugs or partying left, so they just left. And uh, dude is uh, all his other friends are taking off too because wow, those are his friends. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and a lot of these people are not so happy and they're, you know, kind of worried about all the shit that they have, you know, because, dude, when you got a lot of shit, you got to take care of it, you know? Your bills become high, too. And, and, and everyone wants to use your shit, you know, and everyone wants to borrow money from you. Everyone needs this. Everyone needs that, you know, and everyone has a good reason for it and everything. And, then, man, just the more I thought about it and, and it's like, you know, I don't think I want to be rich and famous anymore. You know, it's a pain in the ass. Really? It really is. And very few people are good at it. Very few people are good at being rich and famous. A lot of people are fucking assholes. <laughs> and a lot of people become assholes to get that status because they believe that you have to like put other people down to um to put yourself up. And like that's another thing I just was done dealing with in the art world was like rumors and people being like like inauthentic and like I don't want to say like bullying, but just like weird dynamics that you're like, really like, <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Like, well, you know, when you're dealing with artists um, in any kind of a community, there's always going to be some, some oddities, right? Yeah. Now, when you take those artists and they're putting stuff up in the streets, you know, oh my God, don't you know that, that the, the dynamics there is just going to be, you know, tenfold because you're risking getting arrested you know to put something somewhere and so there's a lot more passion and, and connection to that when someone does something to it you let's, know let's, not like uh, if you're in a studio and you're having a critique or something like that and somebody comes by and says hey you know this looks like uh you know you didn't try that hard or something like that you know and you're kind of like ah, oh, you know you're not so good either you know this is different man you're like yeah I almost got busted by the cops to put that piece up, and that son of a bitch went over it. See what I mean? So yeah, let's talk about Jennifer Street Art. I'm sorry, maybe it's just me. Let's talk about Jennifer Street Art for a second, because I mean, we kind of like went right into the meat, you know what I mean? And then, um, uh, 
well, I mean, anyone it, that's listening would have like st- would have fast forward if we didn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we have some stuff we're going to talk about. But let's talk really about the artwork first. Oh no, no, okay? no, no, no! I mean, usually like, we kind of okay, like to totally go. <laughs> Here's the thing: there's something like when I first started. Like, I'm sure you remember this, Teach. Like, I was like really targeted for a while by some person that like wrote like poser slut across one of my murals and then like we had this back and forth dialogue on this mural where like yes. yeah um, I and then I remember on, on my old studio someone like tagged my studio uh, roll down in the arts district with get a life bitch and it was just like so much what? anger and hate what's going on I'm, and those I'm people are so art. lucky that you like, were not my daughter because I would have fucking killed them <laughs> well, it was just so surreal to me because it's like I mean, so my, I'm really passionate about my art. Like, I, I love making art. I'm an artist till I die. I'm an artist whether I'm showing it, whether whatever. I mean, that's just like what I am at my core. But the hearts, like, they're very symbolic. They're very like cross-cultural, whatever. But also they're easy, you know? And like, for me, I have so like, and this is something I kind of just started to realize a little bit, like, I'm obviously like proud and passionate of everything I like what I've done and what I've built. And like, I obviously haven't done that much, you know, there's so much more to do, but also like my art's very safe compared to like the other art that I make that I might not show. Or, um, I mean, a heart is the most, it's generic and it's meaningful. It's, it's, it's opposites all together. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, if I'm the girl that does hearts, like, or one of the 10,000 girls, people who do hearts. Um, I don't know that I feel like that necessarily represents me that much because I start thinking about a more like, like soft, fluffy, um, not that I'm not sweet, but you know what I'm saying? Like I, uh, a, a less jaded, um, I, I feel like I can come up, come across in a way that I don't think really represents me. Um, I was gonna say sense. that. Was basically what you're trying to say. You know, you're right. Uh, to be honest, this is like before I saw your most recent post. Um, you, you know, I just saw this uh, um, your, your street art, and I had no idea that um, you know y- you kind of had this story. You, you know, so actually, it's funny because when you posted that, I, I mean, I I haven't known you for as uh, I just known your art basically, right? And I basically said to teach, I said, hey prepare for maybe more, a more heavy podcast basically and he's like oh i already i already know actually and uh, you know i wanted to like have that <laughs> disclaimer um yeah i mean this is more important than my art like what am i i'm gonna i'm gonna talk to you about like oh i've shown with banksy and my art sold for this in auction and this person fucked me over like who fucking cares like there's kids that are in these places right now like and through these posts there's been at least three that we know of that have been removed because of this movement i'm getting chills um, awesome so that's three people who are like they're trying to silence. You know, save from the trauma, and it's only been a week. Um, and already it's like, worth it. Already it worth is. it. And I, I've like lost followers and stuff. I mean, I think a lot of times if you talk about these things, you're either being a victim or complaining, and it's not that. I mean, it's I've already been through this shit. I've already like, you know, I don't know if I've come to terms with it completely, but I have. An, I'm a, I'm an adult. I've, I have a life. Um, but there's so much like opportunity for the people to like heal from that early and it won't take them 20 years and like it's funny because the way that i like kind of started waking up to this was like do you guys know the candy swedish fish mm-hmm. 
so they're these like redfish and um they're gummy and i had never heard of them and in utah that was like the candy so there was this one staff member that i loved i thought he was so cool and he would bring us swedish fish and at night he would like give them to us before bed and i always was like wow he's so cool he brings us candy but then when i would think about it was he wouldn't give us the candy um the units are like hallways and um oh yeah thank you for that they uh, he would sit at the end of the hallway and he would throw the Swedish fish down the hall and we would chase after them like fucking dogs. And if I look at this, and when I was a kid, it was fun. I, mean, I was like 16. I wasn't really a kid, but I was, we were all very, very medicated. Um, I was like, oh my God, candy. And like, we would run and we were in our pajamas. Like, and at the end of the day, I, when I'm looking at this as an, as an adult, I'm like, oh, Jay was so cool. Actually, this was a grown man throwing candy down the hall to watch a bunch of teenagers in their pajamas fight over it and then i just felt fucking sick and like yeah. that was what kind of switched things in my brain and then um what kind of medication they put you on i mean i don't even remember they they would okay. put us on all kinds of things like everyone sure. there you had to have the more diagnoses you had the more money they would get for you and mm. the more like treatments oh, they would do the more that the more they would get so if you had needed like I didn't have any like special lessons or anything, but there was a couple people that had like certain things that they needed to maintain and they would just get, um, you know, if a kid has like a psychotic disorder that like really does, they, I mean, they get more money for their care and the staff are not trained in, you know, like psychology. Like a one yeah. kind of uh, situation going on, it seems. I mean, I mean it was, <laughs> the walls were beige, but it was, it's closed. I mean, it wasn't as medical, um, but it was, it was just crazy. Um, but anyway, I got in trouble for my art there a lot. And I was actually really proud of this because I'm reading my chart and they're saying that like, you know, she's making these inappropriate drawings and she's calling it feminist art. And I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah. I didn't even remember, remember that, but okay. I was like, you know what? That's cool. Like, no, that nice. good. <laughs> it makes me feel good. that like at my core, like I'm still the same person. Like they might've changed a lot of things about me and how I like interact and stuff, but like, I've always been someone who stands up for what I believe in and someone that wants to express myself. So they didn't bring that out of me, but I, you know, it is scary for me to show art that's like more authentic. Not that this isn't authentic because I'm obviously channeling my time and my life into this shit. And, uh, but there's, <laughs> I mean, there's just so much more like, sure. um, and I have a project that I wish I had it near me. Um, I've been collecting other people's hearts like this for um, almost 10 years now. Uh, maybe seven years, actually. I don't know. But I have this whole thing called the What's in Your Heart Project that I haven't made a website for because of anxiety. But I have hundreds of these. I've gone to schools, cancer centers, psychiatric units, hospitals, all over the place, different states um, to do this workshop. But I don't tell people about it a lot because I get like insecure and I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to like brag about doing volunteer work or charity work or I feel like it's inauthentic but I have a binder like this thick like full of them and I, I show them at my yearly show every year but I don't even promote my yearly show because I feel annoying and that's uh, the PTSD you know, I'm like you know, I don't even know these people they only know me because of my art and I feel like I'm bothering them and that's that's kind of why I needed to take a break from all of it because it was getting so like like my brain was just not functioning anymore just because of how like chaotic I felt like things were like around me so um i don't know it's been quite well, a, a journey but moving time, forward that's going to be different the next time you feel Good. that way though because i totally understand like you don't want to be 
uh, clout chaser. That's what the, the kids call it. Into that too over here. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the thing is, like, go ahead and send it to LA Short Gallery and we'll promote the shit out of it for you. And then, you know, we reach everybody that, and you're also welcome to come on this podcast and, uh, and talk about it too. Because uh, at the end of the day, you know, we want to give everybody who has like positive messages to spread, um, who's kind of been through that experience um, uh, themselves, man, like to have a voice, you know, and, um, but uh, so, okay. So platform. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to do check your feed real quick? I mean, um, or is, is there something in the studio you want to show us instead? Um, uh, or do you want to, can we pull up your feed real quick? Sure. Yeah. I um I haven't been posting on Instagram very much, but like, we can talk. We can talk. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah. I just want to kind of at least give the audience at, at least give the audience kind of like um um you know we want to know kind of when you started painting the heart and things like that, right? So uh, let me play the sound effect real quick. They started as mixed media pieces, um, and okay, then let me just run this real quick. Check your feed. Check your, check feed. your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. Check your feed. <laughs> Yeah, we got a little, uh, you know, sound effect. This is actually like a radio show at the end of the day, right? So a lot of people kind of just listen. We're to getting this. more and more professional as it goes. So, I mean, what's cool is like, uh, this is the post I was talking wow. about, you know, uh, obviously this is a play on the Obey sticker. Um, you know, it's a really cool uh, Paris sticker. <laughs> and then uh, go check out the uh, documentary, um, y- you know, if you're a fan. I mean, she's a big influence on the kids these days, man. I got to tell you, she has her own... Uh, you know, believe it or not, if you're listening, I mean, if, if you're a guy, the simple life still is a is a hit right now amongst teenagers, actually. So uh, but anyways, um, so, OK, so let's talk about the heart. Like, how did this kind of like how did you decide to make this like the symbol that uh, uh, represents you? I w- could we say that? Can you will you click on the thing that says this is lit really every artist I know? I just sure. feel like everyone needs to see that. That's important. <laughs> OK. Oh, put the sound on. <laughs> okay, the sound, sorry. We all know what you mean. We all actually know what you mean on that. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I, I hate everything I do too. So I, I totally actually <laughs> include, you know. yeah. So anyways, I mean, so I know we, we had mentioned this doesn't really represent kind of like the deeper you, you, you know, I mean, obviously we, we talked a lot it's about palatable. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, how did this, <laughs> you know, but you have so many cool variations of this and it's a very unique style when it comes to like a heart, you know, and if you're uh if you're just listening, you know, it kind of like has a heart and has all the aorta pumps kind of like uh, open too. And there's so many different cool variations. Like for example, this one's like a, 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 a this one's with a collab with Christian Haven in Denver. Chris Haven, yeah. He's okay, a, this is a long, this is like a year ago, basically, almost, right? Yeah. Awesome, okay. And then, um, no, so, okay, so tell us a little bit about it. I mean. Um. So my heart is anatomically incorrect because i kind of move fast and uh that's my old studio that had get a life bitch tagged across it um it also used to be shepherd fairy's old studio it's a really awesome place with a lot of really cool history um and i'm i just extremely lucky to have gotten to like kind of grow up there in my career i guess like that was a really formative time um but so i so mine isn't anatomically correct so because of that i can recognize it 
you know, it's different than an anatomical heart. So I actually have bought things that I should have worn it. Damn. Next time I'm going to, I have like bootlegs of my own art that I've bought. I have like a little collection in the other room of like just <laughs> shit, you know, like merch right. that other people sold or things that like my work with someone else's signature on it. Um, and it, cause I can't do anything about it. So might as well, like, I don't know. And beat him, join him. I mean, or just like troll it a little bit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, these payphone things, the payphone thing that you just showed was, um, I think I did those in like 2014 or 2015. And I, I was going hard for a long time. I was doing oh, I was man. Yeah. all the time yes. in payphone. I remember those. Hell yeah, that was really cool fun. Style. Yeah, I mean, uh, did, how did you come up with the words inside? Was it just kind of like how you felt at the moment? Or is there something that yeah, you want so to that's, I feel like that's, oh yeah, that, uh, an illegible love letter. So I was going through a breakup at the time. So I just wrote everything I was feeling and I just made it so like no one could read it except me, just like kind of going over it. And I do that a lot in my classes, actually. I have like, illegible writing um i can't even cool. read that now <laughs> i guess that's a good thing right <laughs> maybe yeah. that's a good thing there's one of them that says hearts are fucking stupid over and over and over again it's not that one but it's like if you look up close it's um i mean i troll myself all the time like you have to if you're like in this like street art thing it's like yes it's absolutely. so like cheesy can't take it too well, there's some cool, uh, you got some cool, uh, uh, a lot of like kind of cartoon characters. And I always notice they have like very happy eyes. And I got to tell you, I mean, is this spray can aerosol? Yeah, that's all aerosol. Yeah. So all my murals like, are... She has like amazing like hand control too, you, you know, guys. So uh, go check out her page. Definitely. I mean, um, she hasn't posted too much recently, but there's a lot of good stuff. And then, I mean, she definitely has an iconic. Uh, oh, know, one of the good things about Instagram I mean, if you go is back, that I have... you just keep scrolling back and back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got, I've done a few hundred murals at least. Like I, wow, they're out there. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. awesome. Well, hell yeah, man. Well, and I'm counting little things as murals too. Like an electrical box would count as a mural. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you paint Absolutely. on the floor, it, you know, I mean, it's a floor mural too. If it's big enough, as long as it's not just one stencil, I think, right? So I mean, um, it, no, it's it's you know, but I noticed like kind of like. It's so crazy that uh, we got to speak to you today because I, I'm just looking at some of your older stuff and um, especially because like it's so like I, I love this popsicle by the way it just really stuck out to me you. you know and I'm just saying like I wouldn't I, I feel like you know um, part of me you know it's I'm just surprised that you've gone through like all this kind of crazy trauma and after especially after talking today because it's like originally I just saw all these like kind of happy images you know you know what I mean and like uh, I'm actually really happy like we got to talk to you today, you know, a lot more in depth because, uh, you know, I think it's like we, we're always trying to find out the truth on this box. Oh, I love this cat. Hold on. You gotta, I gotta show this cat real quick. This is like a fun cat right here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I was being a huge brat about that, that box for a while, like Sept and I would go paint in I would just like not want to go because I was in a bad mood or I was like, why am I repainting this thing? So if you see pictures of that box over the years, there's a couple of them that he actually did by going over my lines because they were just, it was just messed up and I was being a brat and I was like, I'm not going back to that. So um, I'm glad you brought some of those are collaborations. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought, brought Scepter at That uh, one was me though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't sure if you want to bring it up, uh, you know, Scepterhead is this one of these guys that we've, we've known for so long. We've done videos for him for LA Street Gallery back in the day you know what i mean I, I wish i could get him on the podcast one day 
uh, again, but I know he's like. Well, I, I approached him about it. I asked him about it, and he uh, he said he's just not uh, ready right now. Um, and I said, dude, you know, doors always open. Um, so if if at any point, you know, we'd love to have him on. Um, I just I'd love to see I'd love to see how his um, you know his style has grown uh, yeah, throughout mean, the years. The different effects that he uh, he has made with his with his lines. You know what I mean? Uh, he called what does he call them? Nervous lines. Nice. Nervous lines. Yeah. Um, and just, but he also combines them, you know, with some, uh, some beautiful colors and, uh, and images as well. You know, he has a way of, of, of rendering things that is, uh, somewhat of a graphic, you know, simple graphic to it, but it, it, it entails a lot. It carries a lot of a story with it. And then when he uses the lines with it as well, it just helps accentuate it. So I've always, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed, I should say, uh, seeing him grow. Um, cause I remember when I, I would just. Uh, in the beginning, seeing uh, him, uh, you know, just putting up, um, what were they, uh, these big roller uh, pieces. I remember, uh, I think it was, um, was it on Fairfax or Highland or something like that? There was a, uh, a construction site, and so there was a, it was all boarded up, and he took a, a roller, and he wrote A-W- W W W W W W W and then Y E A H like oh yeah and it was like a fucking block long man you know what we did we did this community project actually a long long time ago I would say this is in 2000 let me strike the video it's in 2012 actually and um I I I guess uh I had a friend who had a liquor shop in like I, I would say one of the worst places in Southern California Colton actually and then so we're like, hey, let's bring some artists over and then let's bring some art into the community, actually, you know, and I just want to share with you guys some, uh, check out this can control of this guy. When you're talking about that, those W's teach, okay, at, yeah. right here, check this out, hold on, watch this. Bam, bam, he's painting his wings, bam, bam, you know, it's just, and then at the end, we had also had Random Act, the Forest Lawn, and then this is the mural that he painted at the end. I love that. Look at these crazy ass lines, man. I, you know, it's it so amazing. Your dreams won't come after you too. I, I love that because it's, it's like a very realistic message. Just like, hey man, like, it's not saying everything's going to be okay. It's not saying like your dreams will come true. It's like, you need to go chase, <laughs> chase your dreams. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a very realistic message. I love that, man. So Seth has always been one of my like, the guys I like super respect, man, because it's like when I saw him throw that up and in the the hot summer day, man, I just really realized like how hard these guys kind of like work basically just to put. He works harder than up. anybody. I mean, he will be up at like six in the morning, no matter what. If you're not in the car ready to go, like he's going. Like it's like, um, and I'm a late sleeper, so it like you know sometimes it didn't really well, and I'd either show up later, be just be a brat and be like, I'm doing it by myself tomorrow. So it was um. <laughs> That was always really fun, but his work ethic is like, it's it's insane. Like, he just does it, and he gets it done. He like, he's passionate. He's talented. Like, he's dope. Definitely. Nice. Another is LA he still in this too. area? Because I remember he, uh, I, I think he went somewhere else for a little while. Or um, is he in, is he still in the LA area? Yeah, he's in LA. Okay, good, good. Okay. Awesome. He's around. Awesome. Well, shit, man. I mean, that's over an hour, man. So I mean. I think that's a good introduction to uh, to Jennifer's uh, uh, art. We gotta have you back on again. Yeah, and in the story, this girl could probably, I'm sure, go on for hours. <laughs> and I think, like you know, the, thank the, you. The important thing is, like you know, we understand, like 
you're a person that you know doesn't like to like brag and like kind of talk on your own page but you know when you're promoting it just kind of on our show I hope you don't feel that way you, you know what I mean because it's I like don't. I mean want, yeah I'm okay with it now it's like but it's hard because it's like especially as a woman it becomes like I mean you definitely have that thing where it's like fuck do I have to be like painting in a bikini for people to give a fuck oh actually that's not true I do feel like people give a fuck about my art but it's really important to me to know that like it's driven by art and not like anything else. Like, I mean, I'm not 20, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah, it's, no, it's um, the art world like... is weird and creepy. And like, I, I, I always felt like if I want to be a famous artist, I need to like work on my abs. I need to like show more <laughs> of my body and I need to like, you know, be out there more and post pictures of myself and paint in my underwear and like do stencils of Marilyn Monroe with like, tattoos and some like the street art wheel you know that like <laughs> I don't know what I, the street art wheel is something I made up but like it's a um like a wheel like the Candyland wheel where there's like okay if you want to be a famous artist and this is my advice to all you kids out there um you need like a cartoon character probably like a vintage one you need a designer label like Gucci Chanel um <laughs> you need something a little bit graffiti-ish like um either some drips. block letters drips. or some drips you need uh, Marilyn Monroe. You need to add like tattoos or piercings or like a bandana or maybe like some zombie stuff. But like, there's a whole wheel that you can spin. And like, I should do a whole project on this actually. Cause like, <laughs> it's so funny, but it's so true. It's like, there's such a formula. And like, I mean, I wanted to see if I could brand something that literally everyone does. So like, you know what I mean? Like every artist makes hearts, but I wanted to make more than everyone because it just seemed like a weird challenge and i don't know but no i think i think there. you know i think like it's like uh something that um you know people are comfortable with a certain you know how the how the street art street art industry or style has become you know and it really is the people that break away from those kind of like what we expect that's what really catches our attention you know when we see new mediums when we see new ways and i mean if i see a 1950s cartoon or just some some vintage cartoon that i've actually you know can recognize to me I, it doesn't mean anything to me anymore man it's like that style's been out for 10 years 2020 guys i mean shit you, you know it's great you know but uh like i said we want more you, you know what i mean and uh, humans make art we have infinite potential to create so like she just said her instagram handle <laughs> so what is your instagram handle it's humans it's, make <laughs> at humans make art Awesome. Awesome. That's a great way to end it right there, man. Exactly, man. And no, I think, you know, I, I, I love the personality because there's, we could, I could tell that we didn't really get to every single, you know, angle of that. And we just kind of scratched the surface today. So, I mean, we'd love to have you on again and, uh, you know, hopefully you can drive Scepterhead one day, maybe, maybe to come inside as well too. That'd be great. We'd love to have him, you know, and, uh, this is a good time to actually talk about our, uh, new podcast studio actually, right? Teach. Yeah, yeah. Actually, um, we had uh, Miss uh, Cheyenne Coulter, uh, Coulter Sauter, on um, from ArtShare LA. She's the uh, executive director, and um, you know they've been shut down because of COVID, and uh, they've been working on their studios, and now they have a, a studio set aside for podcasts. And uh, I reached out to her um, mainly because they did a project called Paint the Town. You know, where they got some artists together and they were painting up boarded up windows because of the uh, the, the riots and, and, and the COVID. And uh, I said, hey, you know, what uh, would it be okay if we came down there and, you know, did some podcasts at the Art Chair LA? She says, 
reading our minds, you know, because we just put together a podcast room and, you know, uh, we'd love for you guys to be the first ones to use it. So we're <laughs> going to be the very first ones to use their, uh, their podcast room. And, uh, you know, I went to the, to the space and it's an amazing space. I actually did a, uh, an event there a couple of years ago and, um, it's, it's, it's right in the middle of the arts district. Um, they already have three artists there that have studios that they rent out and uh, it's a, a nonprofit organization and uh, I look forward to, to working with them. Yeah, I think you guys may recognize the building. Um, it's in the arts district. It's right here. So it'll be nice and convenient for all the artists uh, to kind of go in person because, um, you know, we're going to start, start slowly creeping into uh, in-person interviews soon, you, you know, so we kind of just wanted to. Well, we just had one on Saturday with, with uh, King Create. And it, it just really, man, I miss doing them in studio. It just flows so much better. You know what I mean? There's no interruptions or anything like that because there's like a, a pause in this or whatever. Like, you know, I'm sorry, we, we were walking on you all over you a little bit today, but it's like the, the, the delay in the Zoom. Um, but I got to tell you, this has been a great connection. Some of the connections that we have sometimes are so frustrating. It's just like, I'm just going to go, wham, you know. And, and shout out to our um, producer, Richard, man. That episode <laughs> sounds... Sounds so smooth like butter, man. Like it's just so good. What was that, Jennifer? I said teach peace. Yeah. Teach peace. <laughs> I, when I first met you, I remember you were like, I just it was something about some road rage. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, people got the wrong uh impression about me and the whole teach peace thing for a long time. You know, they're like, I thought you were like this peaceful guy, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> Why do you think I say this shit all the time, man? I'm trying to like, you know, brainwash myself, man. I have anger issues. I come from a military family. Like I'm ready to kill, come this close <laughs> to killing so many fucking times. People have no idea, you know? So. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's the same as like, it, that's exactly the same thing as like, I'm doing hearts, but I don't feel like fluffy or I make these fucking weird, happy animals, but I'm kind of like a little neurotic. <laughs> and you know what? Amen to that. And that's okay. I think that's what kind of like, Makes it a little bit special too, you know. I mean, yeah, so that's awesome. So, where can we find your art? I mean, aside from your Instagram, do you have a website or something? Or uh... um, yeah. I have to update all of that. I mean, all my stuff is sure. humans make art. Um, I don't even have Google any art that available. Shit. But yeah, Google my. You don't name. have any art available? I have some prints that are online, but I need to like do a whole thing. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it now, but I've been just hesitant because. <laughs> lab art okay. fucked me up they're like you can't do this and that and like whatever and it's just like okay like fuck them i mean <laughs> they, they, had, they had rules but like i mean that was a long time ago but it definitely like that was some of the first advice i ever got so you know you have to un unbrainwash yourself a little bit it's fine if you sell a t-shirt you know exactly. i put this stuff on Redbubble recently because like i want people wearing my stuff like whether it doesn't need to you don't need this like whole um hype thing like it's no it's, it's got to be available and 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 it reaches the right people and it's yeah. art there's that's, no that's, rules <laughs> you know anybody I mean? out. Like, yeah there's no rules. there's no fuck and you know i i think that's a way, good message to end at the end too i mean so many artists we always like you know you know we find comfort in some rules and at the end just remember there's no fucking rules in this thing and if you win or however you're successful you know i mean that that's that's your your path and that's not right for anybody else and you know everybody's different so uh thank you so much everyone's Jennifer. got their own definition of success so just keep that in mind <laughs> yeah definitely. can i ask you guys something um after we record like 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, we have to. Re okay. Uh, I'm gonna cut this. Yeah. So you know what? Let's get. Uh, let's kind of uh, tell the audience uh, for sure. Leave us a review. Follow us at PTTP Show and uh, leave. You get to keep talking on. to her. Ha ha. Bye. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys audience. for having me. This is awesome. Oh yeah. The audience, love you guys. Take care and peace. 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 Thank you.